let's talk about God, man, church, belief, and everything in between. I am David, and welcome to Theology Tambayan. Good evening everyone. Welcome to Theology Tambayan. I am your host, David, and this is our second episode for no third kasi two parts yung first episode <laughs> and our sixth season it's episode 88 I think or 89 I will have to double check that I want to greet everyone who is listening to ni- listening tonight uh, hi Wilbur and for those who are listening in our podcast welcome Tonight, yung pagkukwentohan po natin is something interesting. It's not just one, it's not just two, but several interesting, mysterious things. Dahil Halloween na. Di joke lang, hindi siya nakakatakot. But rather, these are mysterious events or mysterious happenings that people encounter and is related to the Catholic faith. And I am here tonight to talk about whether or not we can believe in these things or do we treat them as superstition? Do we treat them as urban legends? Myths? So, ano ba? Uh, ito bang mga kwentong ganito ay Facebook spam lang <laughs> na dapat hindi masyado pinapansin o ito yung mga kwento ba na kailangan uh, dini-disregard o pag pinaliwalaan mo nagkakasala ka so what do you do with these stories so what are these stories that I'm talking about uh, ang hirap kasi i-explain eh kaya nga sinabi ko a theology of mystery kasi mahirap i-explain <laughs> well um, recently in Facebook may kumakalat-kalat na story nakita ko siya uh, out of the blue in my news feed about a miraculous staircase or St. Joseph's staircase. So, napaisip ako, mga kapatid. Um, during the time of Jesus, well, I mean, may, mayroon bang instance na naggawa si St. Joseph na staircase? So, what is this post talking about? What is miraculous about this staircase? So, as the story goes, uh, sabi nila, meron daw isang lugar sa New Mexico na kinailangan ng staircase, isang church tapos suddenly may mysterious guy na lumabas ginawa niya yung staircase tapos nawala siya, tapos that's it so yun lang, yun, yun yung summary nun um, our topic for tonight we'll talk about not just that particular staircase but a lot of happenings, a lot of mysteries stories in the Catholic tradition na baka hindi natin napapansin, hindi natin alam, or narinig na natin pero hindi tayo nag-deep dive into. So, these things na i-explore ko ay halo-halo. Meron ditong mga stories na confirmed ng church as miraculous. May mga stories na walang statement ng church may mga stories na sa Eastern Orthodox, hindi sa Catholic Church per se, actually one story uh, or event, 
pero wala ditong story na hoax or confirm as a hoax okay or disregard or sinabi as dangerous so i think there is no harm in talking about these stories especially if they will increase our faith if they will increase healthy curiosity towards the divine so god can work in different ways to reach us and one of those ways is to attract us through mysteries through things that we do not understand and so sit back relax and let's do this everyone so the first story that i'm going to talk about is a story of saint joseph's staircase so sabi nila in 1850 si bishop john baptiste lamy sa apostolic vicariate of new mexico kinailangan daw ng uh, tawag dito Catholic girls education sa area nung vicariate niya. So, noong 1853, yung Sisters of Loreto nagtayo sila ng school for girls in Santa Fe, New Mexico. So, 20 years later, they finally were able to hire the same architect as the Cathedral of Basilica of St. Francis of Assisi. So, ang ganda ng pagkakadesign ng architect ng church. Kasi nga, di ba, pang mga sisters yung naghahanda ng school, maganda kung meron ng church. Religious sisters sila. So, nag-design siya nitong napakagandang gothic-style chapel. And this chapel, Our Lady of Light, is the Chapel of Loreto. So, itong Chapel of Loreto, um, sadly, namatay yung architect bago mabuo yung access papunta dun sa choir loft. Kasi yung mga lumang church, well, pati naman yung mga church ngayon, di ba may area sa taas kung saan nandun yung choir. Bakit nandun yung choir? Alam na mga choir, choirs, choirers, choir members dyan. Kasi wala pa namang microphone nun eh. Wala pa tayong electronics nun. So they use the acoustics of the church to share Uh, to to amplify their voices. So, kaya siya nasa second, second floor. Pero, wala pang staircase. <laughs> so, namatay yung architect. Tapos, ang liit nung space. So, parang imposible magkaroon ng staircase pataas. Kasi, um, magme-minimize yung upuan, yung seating. No? So, legend says, na yung sisters nagkaroon sila ng nine day novena they invoke St. Joseph the Carpenter's intercession on the ninth day a mysterious man looking for work arrive on their doorstep with only a donkey a hammer and a carpenter square so according dun sa website nung Loreto Chapel ang ginamit lang nung mysterious guy is simple tools and wooden pegs so tapos yung wood na ginamit niya is not native to American Southwest. That's even weirder. He used a type of spruce wood, pero ito ha, scientifically, hindi ma-identify ng mga scientists until now where this kind of wood came from. They know that it's spruce, but they can't identify kung anong family of spruce or anong saan nanggaling yung wood. So, sabi rin nung legend, uh, over three months ginagawa yung stairs. 
But no one saw the man enter or leave the chapel. Wala. He, he was suddenly there, building the stairs. Then he was gone. And he was there, he was gone. Nung natapos na yung stairs, he disappeared without a trace. So, tinaray ng mga sisters i-contact yung mga lumber stores ng area, pero wala silang mahanap na open accounts for the supplies sa supposedly yung guy yung bumili. So, as you can see on the picture, ito, ayan, tinaas ko yung picture dito. For those listening to the podcast, you can search for this, St. Joseph's Staircase. Ang ganda ng stairs. It's a two complete 360 degree turn without a center pole for structural support. And back then, walang railings yan. <laughs> Pero mapapadasal ka siguro pag umaakyat ka nun. Mapas lalo mapapadasal kasi wala siyang railing. Uh, dinagdag na lang sila 10 years later kasi nga natatakot yung mga tao umakyat ng stairs. Yung pillars na nakikita nyo dyan, dinagdag na lang yan. Okay, para mabawasan yung uh, vibrations na meron sa trucks. Pero actually, uh, ang nangyari is, kesa na protektahan nyo yung stairs, mas lalo pang nawala na nagka-damage kasi nga nawala yung pag-natural springiness nung stairs. So, ang sabi ng mga scientists, it was weird because during that time, I mean, it's not unknown, but it's very, 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 very rare to build these kinds of staircases during that time and using only simple tools. Although meron ng mga staircases na nag-exist ng ganito in other parts of the world, um, walang, walang ganito dun sa area na yun. And that's interesting. So, that's the story of St. Joseph's Staircase. Sabi ng iba, there was an old guy, a French guy daw na worker, tatahimik na mahilig gumawa ng stairs, pero wala naman nakahanap sa kanya. Hindi daw si St. Joseph yon. Pero whatever the case, it's a mysterious thing. And uh, it caught my attention. Napaisip ako, are there other stories like this? Nabiglang lumili tao si St. Joseph <laughs> uh, para gumawa ng staircase or ng upuan o ng table. Or are there stories like this where Mama Mary appears out of nowhere and does something? Uh, and there are witnesses to it. Because you see, my dear friends, these artifacts that we have, these relics that we encounter in a modern-day world, I believe God has a way of communicating with us through these simple things. Um, remember that God operates extra outside the world, but He also operates within the world. So there's no uh, power or rules stopping Him from communicating with us through these mm, interventions. What more his servants? What more his children like St. Joseph? So, um, walang church official recognition si St. Joseph yun kasi the church never recognizes this. They recognize as private revelations pero hindi ito parang uh, church approved. But you can have faith. It's not a relic but it can think of it as a way of recognizing that 
these saints that we pray to, these saints that encounter Jesus, these saints that are in heaven, were once like us in earth. They were people. They worked jobs. They became angry. They became surprised. They sinned. They repented. But at the end of the day, they lived out a life that is worthy of the call they have received. And that's why they're in heaven. So, yun. Um, yun yung isa sa mga bagay na napareflect ako. Habi ko, meron pa bang ibang ganitong stories? Kasi interesting. Well, let's talk about the second uh, relic na very famous, still present, and how wonderful it actually is. Ito, sikat to. Baka iba sa inyo alam ito. It's the Tilma of Juan Diego. Okay, yung Our Lady of Guadalupe. Baka iba sa inyo nakita na to, uh, napansin na itong picture na to. So, uh, what do you think about the picture? <laughs> uh, baka nakita niyo na to sa simbahan ninyo, o baka iba sa inyo, devotee nito. Alam nyo, um, this is one, uh, I, I know many of you knows the story. Uh, it's, sige, let's me, let me give you a quick, 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 quick summary. Juan Diego was an Aztec, a Native American, um, traveling. Tapos, it was winter when she saw a beautiful woman. She told Juan Diego that she wants a church to be built uh, in this, in that hill. Okay? Uh, Juan Diego needs to go to the bishop and tell the bishop na she wants a church. Okay? Tapos nagkaroon ng pabalik-balik. Ayaw maniwala ng bishop. Siyempre, sino ba to? <laughs> ba ito gagawa ng church doon? Kaya bigay mo sa pangalaman, sabi niya, I'm the mother of Jesus. Um, ang ano nung bishop, paano maniniwala dyan? Eh, sinasabi niya lang na ganun siya. Bring me proof. So ang ginawa ni Juan Diego, she went to the lady again for one last time. Sabi niya, <coughs> sorry ah, <coughs> for one last time. And sabi niya, kailangan daw ng bishop ng proof eh. Sabi ng lady, go to the hill and you'll find roses there, flowers. And that was weird because it was winter during that time and uh, paano, may, paano mag-grow yung flowers? So, punta dun si Juan Diego, kinuha niya flowers, lagay niya dun sa tilma niya. So, yung tilma ay para siyang uh, covering na suot ng mga Native Americans nun. Um, tilala niya sa bishop, tapos binagsak niya yung flowers. Nagulat siya pagkatingin niya sa bishop nakaluhod yung bishop tapos mas lalo siya nagulat kung tinignan niya yung tilma niya nandun na yung image nung Our Lady of Guadalupe the Blessed Virgin Mary This is interesting this relic You know why? This relic is 15 is almost 400 500 years old It's made from cactus fiber And cactus fiber is known for its very poor quality. Ang pinakamatagal yata na tinagal ng isang cactus fiber na very preserved and everything was 60-80 years. 
90 years. But, this is already 500 years old. Yung 80, 90 years, preserved na yun, ha? So, paano yun nangyari? Mystery, di ba? Second, um, this has been replicated many times. Ang dami ng taong nagpaint nito, nagpicture nito, and everything. But the original one never seems to fade. While its duplicates deteriorated over a short time. Yung mga kumopya nito, like, kinopya nila kasi gusto nila maganda. After a while, it fades away. Pero this is a 500-year-old relic and until now, until now, it is very clear hindi siya nag-fade away. One interesting thing is that the fabric has a constant temperature between 36.6 to 37 degrees Celsius. Which is a living person's temperature. Di ba? O nakakilabot, no? Yun yung, if you go to Mexico and you would look at this uh, tilma of Our Lady of Guadalupe, yun yung temperature niya. Naglalaro siya 36.6 to 37 degrees. And, um, it appears to be indestructible. Kasi there are two different events daw na, na threaten na image over the years. Isang occasion nga, meron pang bombay dun sa may area na sumabog. But it was not harmed. Or, nasunog lang yung edges or na, anuhan lang yung edges pero pag ni-wipe off, wala. Mysterious. One thing that is very, very interesting as well with this, with this image is the way that it was printed. Kasi you cannot see hand strokes. It's as if, as, ganun, as if para siyang in stamp. Which was, the technology was not present during that time. It was 1500s. And the symbolisms in it um, talk about something that is um, royal, uh, divine. I'm not saying that she is God, but this image is of God. It comes from God in a way. And it is interesting. It's full of symbols and imagery that is not understood in the West but is understood in the nat- in a very young church in Native America during that time. What do I mean by that? May mga symbols doon na yung mga Aztecs lang ang nakakaintindi because it pertains to their religion. Symbols of royalty and divinity that they attribute to their gods all transferred to this cloak wherein this cloak actually stands upon the snake skin symbol of the moon a symbol of Aztec serpent the god of human sacrifices para bang tinatapakan niya and that's interesting kasi that's a very very unique take on it and during that time the church in in America was very young so Sino yung nakaisip ng ganitong kalalim, ganitong ka-deep na symbolisms? 
one thing that is interesting uh, with with this image as well is her eyes if you look at the eyes of the virgin that is only visible through modern technology yun yung weird nakita nila when they use modern technology infrared and x-ray ni zoom in nila yung eye there are images in the eye as in images of two people kneeling two people kneeling which was during that time nung ni-reveal ni Juan Diego there were two people who witnessed it the bishop and uh, his uh, his priest yata so again this is not a, uh, this is not at the same level at the, uh, as the gospels pero it is a mysterious relic it draws us towards things that we do not understand it's as if god is speaking to us now there are things and there are ways that i communicate with you and i can communicate with you in a way that you will understand in your most personal way so yan yun yung second mystery na gusto ko po i-share sa inyo our lady of guadalupe the tilma of juan diego the third one is not that known actually Eh, but it still happens until today. It's the blood of Saint Janarius. Okay? Ito. On September 19, every sep- September 19, the Catholic Church celebrates the feast of Saint Janarius. He's a bishop, martyr, and patron saint of Naples, Italy. So traditionally, on this day, and on two other occasions a year, yung bo- blood niya, yung blood, yung dugo niya, na nakalagay sa isang glass ampule, um, liquefies. Okay? And since 1389, it has happened na yung, kasi ang blood, natutuyo ang dugo. Natutuyo ang dugo, di ba? Exposed to elements, kahit nga yung dugo ng mga, uh, I mean, kahit ngayon dugo 200 years ako lang hindi mo siya makikip na liquid eh. and yet this blood liquefies once or twice a year every year I want to show you a video <laughs> for those who are uh, listening to the podcast you can search on YouTube okay and you will see the blood of Saint Janarius so let's watch this video so As I'm showing you this video, I want to see share to you some facts about this blood. First, the blood is um, kept in two glass ampoules, okay? Uh, para siyang ano, tawag dito, double glass. Alam niyo yung bakit siya ganun? Para vacuum sealed. Para siyang uh, aqua flask at saka hydro flask. <laughs> yung meron ka dito, uh, container ng water, air, vacuum tapos yung outer uh, container the liquefaction is a miracle because it takes place in response to the dedicate the dedication and prayers of the faithful so pag nangyari yung miracle yung reddish uh, dried blood completely turns into liquid blood Yeah, no, nakikita nyo. It becomes liquid. And traditionally, three times a year po daw siya nag, nagiging ano, 
liquid. Although minsan, minsan, nag-i-skip. Minsan wala. So, anong nangyayari, minsan akala nila pag hindi nag-liquify, bad news. <laughs> hindi naman siguro. Pero, it's it's a miracle because um, it is liquefied on its fifth day. Yung transfer niya ng remains to Naples and the anniversary of the eruption of Mount Vesuvius. Okay? Kasi, uh, in-invoke daw yung intercession niya noong 1631 na protektahan niya yung city and the city was actually spared from the effects of the eruption. So, it was during December 16. And the liquefaction process sometimes takes hours or even days. Okay? So, hindi siya instant na 30 seconds to go. Ganon. Hindi. Um, it takes time. Okay? So, nirorotate siya minsan para ipakitang nag-liquify na siya. At minsan, um, nagbabubble yung blood. Nagbabubble yung blood. So, yung gagawin ng, ng bishop or ng priest, papakita niya na, ano na, yung arch, or archbishop na yun, papakita niya na liquify niya na, tapos people can kiss pero syempre COVID ngayon so <laughs> hindi basta-basta tapos when they say that the miracle has happened dalapit yung mga tao tapos kakanta sa tedeum so until now there has been no scientific explanation um, marami nang nagtry investigation pero wala pa definitive walang satisfactory answer so far why and how it happens. And it doesn't always happen. Okay? Um, yung liquefaction, hindi siya laging nangyayari. Hindi siya nag-liquify na September 1939, 1940, 1943, 1983, 1980. At December 2016, oh, ano ba nangyari ng 2016? <laughs> December 2016 and 2020, December. Pero kilagitaan na ng pandemic yun eh. Uh, isa pa sa weird part is minsan, uh, naging, nag-liquify siya nung binisita ng New York Archbishop Cardinal Terence Cook no 1978. So, it depends. And sometimes, okay, it has liquefied in the presence of some popes. Okay? So, ano uh, nagsasalita, nag-advise yung Pope Francis, nag-liquify yung dugo no 2015. Um, nung before Pope Francis, ang huli is 1848 with Pius the Ninth. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Hindi siya nangyari kay John Paul II and Benedict XVI. So, yan yung blood of St. Janarius. It is, every year, it's like, it liquefies. And, walang scientific explanation. So, it again, it's a mystery. And it's fun. It's fun to see and, and sometimes creepy. Kasi, how does that happen? Well, Uh, sabi ko nga sa ano eh, sabi ko, the, nakita niyo ba yung ano? Oh, nakita niyo yung, yung caption for this live? Yung sinabi ni St. Augustine. di ba? Ano yung sabi ni St. Augustine na uh, isusearch ko nga ulit? Ayan, ayan, ayan. Miracles are not contrary to nature, but only contrary to what we know about nature. So, 
um, ang layo na ng narating natin bilang mga tao. Di ba? Ang layo na. And sometimes, our pride gets the better of us. It's as if we already know everything. But we don't. We don't. This pandemic showed us that we don't know everything. 2019 was the height of our technology, the height of our progress as a world, as a species. And yet, one tiny virus brought it all crashing down. We don't. We are not yet masters of nature. And we will never be masters of nature. So, we cannot say that we understand everything about nature. We understand a lot, but it is still little compared to what is present. And so, we cannot say that miracles are against the laws of nature per se. Remember, it is God who created nature. And God doesn't need to break the rules of nature to show us miracles. Believe it or not, Siya nga ang Lord and Master of nature. And so He doesn't need to break it. He sometimes let it run its course. But because our understanding is little, we see it as miracles. Okay? So that's the third one. Uh, meron tayong pito. <laughs> Dami, no? Um, kasi ano yun, naghanap talaga ako ng mga iba't ibang miracles in the Catholic faith or mysteries na nabiglang lumitaw. Tapos, uh, I want to share them with you because I want to give you a head start. Kilitiin yung inyong mga puso at isipan na ano pa ba yung iba't ibang mga mysteries na meron sa Catholic faith. No? So, let's go to the fourth one. The fourth one is the heart of Saint Camillus. Shout out sa mga Camillians na mga naging kaklasiko nung philosophy first time lang yata yun, no? first year <laughs> moments ko. Okay, so si Saint Camillus na um, the giant of charity, siya ang isa sa mga nag-contribute sa reform na healthcare system. Okay? And the heart of Saint Camillus is one of the is a very interesting uh, story because what happened was when he died they um, they wanted to open his body okay and see if ano yung nag-cause ng death niya obviously autopsy okay especially he died with the reputation for holiness so ang naisip nila Let's take his heart. Kasi para makonserve. Kasi one day, baka malaman natin kung ano yung ano, uh, ano yung nangyari at baka nandiyan yung sagot kung paano siya namatay. And at the same time, baka makita mo dyan yung, yung holiness niya. I don't know what they were thinking about it. Pero, um, as soon that it was taken out, the heart was so red. It seemed so like it seemed like a ruby it was so large those who saw it admired it so ang ginawa nila nilagay nila sa isang casket made of cypress tapos uh, binigay yung relic kay Father Giovanni Califano who wrote the heart which I testify was given to me because of my devotion and because 
of the belief in His holiness that I had. And I have, and out of devotion, I asked permission from the superiors to take it to Naples as a relic. That this was granted to me, and I took it to Naples. So, itong heart na to, the, the unique thing about this heart is it is preserved. In a way, it is still preserved. And the moment that it was taken out of his body, hindi naman sa beating pa, patay na siya. Pero it was so red na dapat hindi na kasi wala ng dugo na ng flow eh. It was like a ruby. And it was so big. It was so large. And during that time, he was a religious. So, walang way para maging large yung heart niya. Bakit magiging large yung heart niya, di ba? Uh, hindi naman siya kumakain ng meat and etc. Because he was a religious. So, it is a relic that reminds us of how great and how big the heart of St. Camillus is. And until now, it is there. As, as you can see, it, it's there. Ayan, no? It's there. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed our Theology Tambayan. See you next time.